We are heading down the home stretch of the 2021 Big 12 and college football season, for that matter. A couple of weeks left in the regular season. Let's welcome on and say hello to Adam Rittenberg, ESPN.com writer. Also does a great job on SiriusXM. Always appreciate Adam's time. Adam, let's start off with this. Uh, Oklahoma State Baylor, they're at the top of the Big 12 standings right now along with Oklahoma. But these two teams, who has been the bigger surprise to you in the Big 12, the Cowboys or the Baylor Bears? Oh, um, you know, I would say, you know, Baylor. Uh, you know, Oklahoma State's a consistent top 25 program, and they've been trending in a positive direction defensively under Jim Knowles, who I don't think gets nearly enough credit nationally as one of the best defensive coordinators. And uh, so, yeah, so to see them sitting here in the top 10 with a chance to get, you know, possibly in the college football playoff is not that much of a shock. Uh, Baylor, on the other hand, thought, I w- thought they would be better I didn't think they would be, you know, a top 15, you know, sniffing the top 10 type program that has improved markedly really on both sides of the ball, especially on offense. And so it's a credit to Dave Aranda. I think the hire of Jeff Grimes has made uh, made a big impact for Baylor. Um, you know, they've developed some players. You know, Gary Bohannon's played well at quarterback. And so, um yeah, that, that's a, that certainly makes them one of the more surprising teams in college football. What do you make? You mentioned there, and I'm so glad you did, Jim Knowles, Oklahoma State. I just feel like, Adam, if um, if Oklahoma or Texas, and I know this is maybe cliche to say, but if, if they were doing what Oklahoma State is doing on defense with that running game, I mean, they piled up 400 and some odd yards on the ground against TCU. Jalen Warren's been a beast. They're just not getting enough love. Are, are you buying this Oklahoma State team as a playoff contender, or do you have to see how Bedlam goes first based on Mike Gundy's struggles in that game? No, I mean, well, yes. Ultimately, they have to win because, I mean, it's, it's really jarring to see a, a coach that's as successful as Gundy has been at Oklahoma. You'll be essentially unable to beat their rival. I mean, he's mm-hmm. had so many opportunities and with two wins. I think total against Oklahoma. So that, that, that is a big factor, but, but they, they aren't getting enough attention nationally for sure. Um, and it's probably because, uh, you know, there's more attention naturally on Oklahoma. Um, Oklahoma state is playing more of a defense and running game driven style, which doesn't naturally doesn't get as much buzz as, as the quarterback play, which we're accustomed to Adam Mike Gundy. Um, but I think this is an outstanding team. I've had big 12 coaches say bar none, this is the best team in the, in the conference. So we'll mm-hmm. find out down the stretch and they you know if, if ever they were set up to beat Oklahoma this would be the year they get them at home uh, Oklahoma's already had a loss um, they've been vulnerable all season they have a young quarterback um, you know it's kind of one of these things like if Mike Gundy can't beat them now when is he going to do it um, and so I think Oklahoma fan, Oklahoma State fans absolutely should expect a win in Bedlam and, and to, to not beat Oklahoma would be incredibly disappointing you know, given the uh, the season that they've had so far. Adam, when you look at the Oklahoma Sooners and the issues that they are now coming off of with this Baylor loss, I mean, they're going back and forth still at quarterback. Uh, Lincoln Riley squawking a little bit about Dave Aranda after the game. It just, even at when they were undefeated, it just didn't feel like it was going well with all these close wins. Tulane, Nebraska, I mean, West Virginia, it wasn't going well. What is wrong with Oklahoma this season? Right. Yeah, it, it hasn't gone well. And, and again, this is sort of who they've been all year. And it was sort of exposed even more so in the Baylor loss. I think it's a team that I expected to be better on defense, to be honest, uh, because of the way they've recruited and, and, and some of the system con- continuity under 
coordinator Alex Grinch. And then, you know, we all expected Spencer Rattler to, to be one of the better quarterbacks in the country. And, you know, there's some reasons for him, his struggles and offensive line is nowhere near where they've been for most of uh, Lincoln Riley's tenure or certainly Bill Biedenboe's tenure as the offensive line coach. And I still think he's one of the best in the country. Um, and so it, it just, they're, they're, they're not a, as elite in, in elements where they're accustomed to being elite as far as quarterback play, as far as offensive line. And then the defense just hasn't made that, uh, that stride to sort of close the gap with some of the better teams in the country. And it's been up and down there. Um, so, uh, you know, and, and obviously Caleb Williams has shown promise, but he's also a true freshman. Mm-hmm. And it, it takes time to, you know, Baylor, Baylor May, Baker Mayfield didn't win the Heisman as a true freshman. Kyler Murray, I saw him as a true freshman. Exciting player, but nowhere near the player that we see now in the NFL or even towards the end of his career at Oklahoma. So, um, you know, it, it, it does take some time. I think there's some questions to ask about, you know, can Lincoln develop his own quarterbacks? Can they get their defense uh, to a level where they're ever going to be able to win a national championship in this environment, especially as they soon move to the SEC? So I think those are all fair questions to ask after a season that, that really has been disappointing from the start. I mean, I, I, I've been as down on OU as anyone on Twitter, and I, I probably got some backlash for it, but it's just I, I, I don't believe this is a great team. I don't. And I think they've shown us that over and over. And so this incessant conversation about Oklahoma, can they still make the playoffs? Well, now they can't. They, are, they should be out of the race. It's very clear that, that, they're, that they're not an elite football team this year. Adam Rittenberg, ESPN, is joining us. So, Adam, as you uh, look at the Texas Longhorns, losers of five straight for the first time since the 1950s, 30-point favorite against Kansas, losing that game in overtime. I mean, is Steve Sarkeesian, I guess the, the blunt question here is, is Steve Sarkeesian on the on a hot seat? Is that possible? And if so, what does it mean for this program? No, he's not on a hot seat. I, I, don't, I don't think you can run a program that way um, to to fire a coach after, after one year. Um, he could be next year if things don't improve, but I think he's going to have a chance to um, to to make some changes in the roster and, and hit the transfer portal and you know, he, he's really going to be tested um, next year to, to have better results. But it, it's jarring to see how far behind where, where Texas wants to be uh, they actually are a, a, as a team. And uh, you thought there was great promise as they had that lead against Oklahoma, and they'd rebounded well from the Arkansas loss. Uh, but it, it's really been all downhill from that point. And, you know, it does – again, I think the question that Texas aren't necessarily talent or resources or ability to recruit. There's something more rotten the core of the program um, not to put any blame on one player but uh, there, there, there doesn't seem to be the right type of mentality in that locker room uh, entitlement's a word that you've been told about Texas for years you know the, the, I think the leadership is not where it needs to be and so how do you change that like that's the, I mean I think Steve Steve's gonna bring in good players but um, I don't even know if that's the problem because mm-hmm. they they beat a talent or they lost to a Kansas team that doesn't compare to them talent wise so when that's happening what, 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 what's really going on? And it's been going on now for a while because what I think the this, this season has shown is it clearly wasn't a Tom Herman issue at Texas. And the problems there go much deeper. Well, that that's where I was going to go with this, Adam, because I feel like, you know, ever since when Charlie Strong took over, he said, I got to bring in my guys, change the culture. Herman said the same thing. Now Sark is saying it about Herman's guys and around and around we go. So, maybe it's like you said, even deeper than that. And if so, how do you identify what that even is? Right. Well, and that's why I think Sark has to spend, 
you know, at least the early part of the off season, not necessarily scouring the portal and, 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 you know, I mean, he's going to recruit, he, he has recruited well in the past, but, but it kind of ask answering or asking these sort of macro um, almost, uh, uh, you know, uh, you know, philosophical type questions um, about the program, because as you said, you know, th- this is not just a, a one-year issue. This is going back now several coaches really towards the end of the Mac Brown era as to why, why, why can't Texas get it right? Why are they losing games against opponents that they have a lot more talent than? Um, why aren't they competing in the Big 12, which is a very winnable conference given their history and, and the resources they have? So I, I think those, um, you know, those, those larger, uh, you know, questions or, or topics, he's got to review those before he decides what to do with staffing and personnel. Now, the, the, the demand from Texas fans is going to be like any group that's frustrated. They're going to want some immediate red meat. They're going to want someone fired. They're going to want, you know, players to be leaving that they don't want to see there. But I, I just don't think that it's as simple as that. Like, I think this is something that is going to take some real introspection on Sark's part and maybe talking to a lot of other people around the program to figure out why it is it just isn't working well at all there right now. Mm-hmm. Adam, another team that really has been a disappointment in the Big 12 based on what the preseason expectations were, the Iowa State Cyclones. I mean, they're preseason top 10. People are talking maybe even college football playoff, and uh, they're at 6-4. and four. And, and for all the love that Matt Campbell has gotten, it's fair to, I believe at least, you know, question uh, why this season has gone off the rails. What, what do you see as what has gone wrong up there in Ames? It really has been stunning because I, I, I liked so many elements of this team coming back, but maybe it's the case, Pete, of a team that was just together too long and maybe they needed some new elements or, or something that, that would, that would help them take that next step. And, and sometimes it's, everyone always plays up returning starters and, you know, they had some all big 12 performers on both sides of the ball. It seemed to have everything in place. I do believe that the Iowa game, you know, set them on course for, kind of what what's happened here because there was so much anticipation matt campbell's done so much good in Ames. but one thing he hasn't done is beat the iowa hawkeyes the in-state rival and iowa or iowa state got them in in jack trice stadium week two big time matchup two really good teams and then they have some of the same issues that had plagued them in in, in other meetings and they end up losing that game 27 to 17 and then a couple of weeks later, they go to Baylor and, and control the game. I mean, you look at the, the, the stats of that Baylor loss, 27-15 to 15 in, in, in first downs, 479 to 282 in total yards, and yet Iowa State finds a way to lose by two points. And then they, you know, they respond well from that, you know, go on a nice run. They beat Oklahoma State. They hand Oklahoma State its only loss, and then they lose to West Virginia, a team that they're just better than. And so you just kind of wonder – you know, maybe this group has sort of run its course, and I hate to say this for Iowa State fans, maybe Matt Campbell has kind of run its course in, in, in Ames, not to say that they would want to get rid of him, but, 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 but obviously I think, I think it's the time that he has to look at, at where he's at in his career, and maybe it's time for a, a new start at a higher-profile program. Adam Rittenberg. All right, Adam, last thing. Uh, we got a couple of weeks left here. I, I love that the Big 12 does one versus two. There's none of this uh, divisional yeah. nonsense. So who do you like playing for a Big 12 title here in a couple of weeks? Yeah, I think it's going to be uh, really interesting to see what happens in Bedlam because as much as I, I rag on the Sooners, you know, they, they've, they've dominated that series. And Lincoln Riley's been really tough to beat in, in November, and his team is going to be you know, incredibly motivated uh, because if they win, you know, they're going to go to the Big 12 championship as long as uh, 
they take care of business this week against Iowa State, which is no guarantee. Um, but I, I have a feeling that Oklahoma State is going to finally uh, get over this hump uh, in, in that Bedlam game, and it'll be Oklahoma State and, and Baylor, the rematch of the game in Stillwater a few weeks ago. There you go, Oklahoma State Baylor, and that would certainly be. Uh, I think you think Bob Bowlesby would like that one and leave OU and Texas out of the Big Twelve title game, Adam. Well, I I, I don't think he would mind it to put it uh, mildly. <laughs> as far as you know, Texas is already way outside, but uh, but, yeah. but Oklahoma still has that opportunity to get in there. All right, Adam Rittenberg, ESPN does great work there. Always love having him on. Adam, thanks for being here. We appreciate the time. Okay, thanks, Pete. Don't forget to get your free Heartland College Sports Koozie. How do you do it? You leave a rating and a review on iTunes, and you send me a screenshot of your rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com, and we will get a free Heartland College Sports Koozie in the mail for you. Thank you guys for doing that, making the effort. It does make a big difference in the growth of this show. That's why take 60 seconds, and then I get the koozie out as a way of saying thank you. So thank you, as always, for doing that and for being a part of the show. I'm Pete Mundo. Hit that subscribe button. We got two more shows coming up this week, of course, as we do each and every week. I can't believe it. We're heading down the home stretch. Here we go, guys. All right, we'll talk to you tomorrow right here on heartlandcollegesports.com. Take care.